Hello and welcome. My guest is Senya Rubinos, a singer-songwriter living in Brooklyn, New York. She's just put out her debut record, Magic Tricks. The album is a unique collection of songs with distinctive rhythmic patterns and Senya's signature distorted keyboard tone. I spoke to Senya and her musical collaborator and drummer, Marco Buccelli, in Senya's home studio where she also gave an exclusive performance. Here's help from this session. My name is Rosanne. I live under the bridge. I live under the tree. I do magic tricks for many.
Thank you guys so much for having me in this piece and everything. Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to ask you about that song, because you said it was about uh, an aunt of yours who's kind of like a witch doctor, right? Um, it's, it's about, it's just family mythology. Okay. Really, it's not. So, mm -hmm. is she a real person? Well, it's up to interpretation. <laughs> um, I'm wondering how you came to that keyboard sound, because it's very unique, and I love the way it, like, you have this really like beautiful, smooth voice against this aggressive keyboard sound. I'm wondering how you came to that sound. Um, that's a good question. I, um, I had a Casio keyboard with like built-in speakers into it, like the crappiest keyboard ever that you could like that any you know nine-year-old has at their house. Um, and I, that's all I had for um, several years as I was like you know figuring things out. The most real instrument that I have is my voice, and um, I started doing things to. Um, mess around with that little keyboard that I had, so I would like tape um, pennies to it, mm -hmm. so that, and turn it up really loud, so it kind, of, it kind of had this kind of crunchy sound mm -hmm. on the, like, whatever electronic roads mm -hmm. sound that it came with, um, and so that, I was kind of messing around with that, and um, I had the good fortune of having family that um, all pitched in, and was like a really big deal, and got me this, um, this keyboard that I have now, um, and, uh, I found that when I got this, it, I mean, I was really excited to have a real instrument for the first, a real you know, keyboard for the first time, but um, I was leaning towards those kind of junky, cheap sounds that I had been using before, and um, so that's kind of how that sound evolved. Mm. It's kind of like a junky, distorted, roads, like crunchy thing. Mm. And you've got like a really unique way of playing, almost like a drummer, like your left hand is like a bass drum, and your right hand does the backbeat. How, how, how do you come to that playing style? Um, well, I don't, I'm not a trained uh, keyboardist. I don't really play keyboards. I just started doing it in person, in, in, uh, in front of people uh, probably like two years ago or three years ago. And um, so it's kind of just me, you know, instinctually just banging it out. Mm -hmm. And I think the rhythmic sense of um, the music is, is really important to me. And that's sometimes a starting point for me when writing. And um, you know, piano is a percussion instrument, mm. so um, you know, it, it in some sense makes sense to play it like one. Mm. Mm. Um, how did you guys meet? What's your musical relationship? We met uh, years ago, mm. and uh, we were playing in different projects. Senya uh, was writing, you know, different music for larger ensembles and we've been playing together for a while mm. and then uh, uh, she came with this formula with these songs which again it's pretty new compared to the amount of time that we have spent together playing mm. and um, so yeah I, I want to say that this formula is fairly new like about two years but I've been collaborating and playing with her for about eight mm -hmm. or nine did it take you by surprise when she started writing these new songs that were different? No, it happened organically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I thought it happened all, all organically. It's, uh, to me, obviously, I have a different insight of Senya's music because I've been yeah, playing with her for a long time. So I, 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 I've heard so many of her compositions that, mm -hmm. to me, all of this makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. so. 
And uh, I'm curious about your drum kit. I've been wondering what's under that rag for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of setup do you have? There is uh, a microphone. Okay. Uh, it's just a regular uh, uh, SM57 that it's mm -hmm. going through pedals and it's going through a, uh, a, a, an amplifier. Mm -hmm. The idea is to, uh, I'm trying to treat my snare as if it was uh, almost a guitar. I like to, to add uh, guitar pedals, essentially. These are guitar pedals to it and alter it the sound. Uh, I, I'm just basically trying to get some sort of an electronic sound, mm -hmm. but in the most analogic uh, possible way, mm -hmm. uh, just because I, I love to experiment with electricity and knobs and, and pedals. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what's going on here. Is that something unique to this project, or do you play with that same kid if you play with other people? I developed this for her record, mm -hmm. uh, but now it's becoming part of my drumming. So for example, I produced another record mm -hmm. where I apply the same exact concept to a low tone instead of a, of a, of a snare. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to say that I think that this is becoming more and more part of my Drumming. Mm -hmm. Cool. You guys want to play the song? Sure. I'm
The space where you record the record. Um, the space that uh, we recorded is where we're sitting right now. It's um, my basement, and um, it is a space that Marco and I worked on a lot together, um, kind of like soundproofing it and uh, making it so that we could rehearse here without getting kicked out. Um, and um, we, our great friend and awesome engineer, um, Jeremy Lucas brought um, his recording gear um, and other gear that, bless you, that we, um, other gear that we uh, borrowed from friends. Uh, and we recorded the record here live. So we tracked in this room all together um, with a, at that time we were playing with a bassist, Adam Minkoff. Um, so if you, you'll hear him, on the, hear him on the record. Um, and we all tracked live in this room. Um, and we had the amplifiers uh, in a bathroom that's down the hall um, and just kind of um, use that as an like, isolation booth for, for the amps. Um, but it was a really exciting time because it was, you know, felt free to explore and, um, you know, since it's my space, you know, it, I, I had that kind of um, liberty to kind of just feel at home and like try things out. So it was a, it was a fun time. Do you think it would have been a lot different if you went to like a professional recording studio? Um, yeah, I think, you know, your environment affects you in different ways depending on how you let it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think um, going into a studio would have, you know, taken maybe a different, um, would have had a different vibe during the recording. Mm -hmm. It might not have changed the actual like musical content, but it would have changed maybe the sound of it or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really proud of what we achieved here. Mm -hmm. It would not have necessarily sounded better, actually, because yeah. the engineer we worked with is really knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So the quality of the recording, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. People think that we recorded in a studio, so mm -hmm. it's more about the vibe. Yeah, it's more about the vibe. And I don't have anything against recording in a studio. I don't think it's like wrong to record in a mm -hmm. studio or something like that. or like you know, that you have, that you should record at home or anything, it's just, you know, what kind of vibe you want to go for and what you feel comfortable with, what you know, what you want to experiment with. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask about Hair Seeding, it's one of my favorite tracks on the record, and uh, you said you wrote it a few years ago as an instrumental piece, and I'm wondering how it morphed into what it is now. Um, just over time, I think, so, you know, like, Sometimes I'll write something and then I will forget about it. Mm -hmm. And like in a session, you know, that I'm writing a new piece, all of a sudden that creeps back. That idea that I even forgot existed mm -hmm. just comes back. Um, so that that one kind of 
was always it was it was the tail end of this long kind of it was like a 12 minute instrumental um, sleep that I wrote basically and <coughs> the very last movement um, movement E I don't know, I remember that, but, and it was like uh, I don't know it, it, it just came back to me and uh, over the years I kind of just kept playing it because I liked the way it sounded and um, and then, yeah, just it's, I started singing to it one day. I just started singing, you know, I kept singing the melody over it, just I liked hearing it. Mm -hmm. And then um, it kind of took shape. Um, the big turning point was the, uh, the rhythm shifted, and I kind of um, came up with that rhythmic band, the ba, 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 ba. And before that, it was just kind of like this pedal tone of like, ba, uh, it was all the same musical content, but just the rhythm changed, and that's what really kind of launched it into, I guess, being more song-like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And talk about your live performances, because you're a lot of fun to watch live. You guys always look like you're having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, talk about the our live, the yeah, just, show. Yeah. What's it like? What's it like? Yeah. What's it like to play live? Um, well. It's kind of different every night, I think, mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm growing into it more. Like the more I do it, um, and I enjoy it very much. And uh, it, it, it's um, it's a really tricky experiment with like, connecting with people too, mm -hmm. because you know, particularly like when you're on tour, you're going and playing for all these people that you've never met before and in a different city and, you know, um, and they come with a lot of their stuff. Um, and so it, it's a tricky thing, right? Cause you're coming, you're, you're, we're kind of like putting up our circus tent mm -hmm. in a different town every night, but, but also this music means a lot to me. Um, so, and I, you know, do it because I love it. And I, and I also want to transmit something, um, to people who are watching and listening and hope that they can interact with me in some way. So it's like, it's a really tricky um, kind of like power experiment and social experiment. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I really enjoy it. And I uh, don't take it for granted that I get to play, you know, every time that I, that I get to play, I'm, I feel so lucky mm -hmm. that I'm there. So it's like, I feel like it's like, that could be the last time that I play. So, okay. I, so I'm always like very grateful for that and, and passionate about it. I, I never take a gig no matter what it is, I never take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And how's the Man Man tour going so far? You just did like a few dates? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, we're, we're so excited. We just played the first um, three shows with them um, and met them for the first time mm -hmm. at the first show and they're just so much fun and mm -hmm. so sweet. They're such sweet guys. So um, we're really thrilled to get to go on the road with them mm -hmm. and see a bunch of new places we've never been, go back to some of our favorite spots too. It's a great band. And they're a great band. And they're, yeah. they're great guys. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's and they've been doing this for a while, so it's just great to kind of, you know, be around them and, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of learn their story and what they've been through and learn from them too. Mm -hmm. so, cool. Um, I really love the world whirlwind video. What was that like filming? How long did it take? Because it's like a lot of really small shots. Oh, um, I guess, yeah, we should ask the director how long it like, <laughs> The director, Lithieri, um, Francesco Lithieri, uh, did that video. And uh, we shot it in one morning. I think that was the morning we were, was he flying out that morning? Yeah. Yeah, so we shot it. We went out to um, Long Island mm -hmm. um, to a, a vacant parking lot at the beach. And 
at sunrise and we shot it that morning and then we drove him to the airport mm -hmm. afterwards. So it was kind of like a rush situation, but um, it was fun. It was really cold. Mm -hmm. It was freezing and Marco forgot his sticks too. <laughs> we, were, we were all sleepy. He forgot his sticks so we had to like play. He was like, in those shots that he's playing in the video, he's like, picks up some ran random sticks <laughs> that are on the ground, like some garbage that he found. He's like basically playing the drums kit with garbage. Um, <laughs> But it was fun. I mean, we love working with Lithia. He's, he's a lot of fun, and um, he has great ideas uh, and loves to experiment. And so we, so that was, it was a fun experiment. I think it probably took longer in post, a yeah. lot longer in post than yeah. it did <laughs> than it did that morning. But. Is there anything else you want the world to know? Um, we the world to know. <laughs> What is it? What is? The, what do you want the world to know? What do I uh, want? Is there anything else you want the world to know? <laughs> right on time. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no. We covered it all. We want the world to be, not no. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I think you got it. Cool. Yeah. Um,
Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>